Good morning. Good morning. It's Brenda Eshen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom <clears throat> for your everyday life. And here we are. And in a beautiful week of many, many events, holidays, celebrations, positive thoughts, hopes, prayers, a week of elevation. Now, how does that work with everyday life, which is just everyday life? <clears throat> because in everyday life, in each moment, we can approach it with a heart and a mind of, oh, look at the beauty of this moment. Look at the gifts we've been given as an overall orientation, as an overall attitude. Or we can approach it, ah, another moment, another day, another misery. We're kind of talking today about an as not even an aspiration, but an overall filter. You know, we have filters. The filters are set. Possibly that's an image, only a symbol. If if we put a blue lens on, we can see everything blue. <clears throat> if we put a, a yellow lens on, we'll see everything yellow. Now, in Zazen practice, we take off any lens and we just see everything clearly, simply, as it is, Lee. We hear that phrase a lot, as it is. <clears throat> but, 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 what, but the truth about that phrase, as it is, <clears throat> is that it is as we perceive it to be. That's a very fascinating point. It's not as if there's some objective, absolute event or experience going on out there and we're all seeing it the same way. Not at all. <clears throat> not at all. Depending upon the way we perceive it, we will respond to it. And depending upon the way we respond, we will receive the next moment. So there is a connection here between our perception of something, the way we receive and perceive it, and the way it is for us, for us. <clears throat> and then we say, well, this is reality, and it is for you. <laughs> it may not be reality for the person sitting down the hall. Or it may not be reality even for your closest beloved your spouse, your child, they may be perceiving and approaching the moment in an entirely different way. And I can't say maybe they are. <clears throat> Each of us, just the way we have our own fingerprints, we have our own way of receiving life and perceiving life. So this is a very, very beautiful and important point that it's not as if it is it's as if it is and we are one. The way we receive and perceive it is what it is to us, and it constitutes what has been called the scenery of our life. I love that phrase. It's, I believe, by Uchiyama Roshi, or maybe Kodo, his teacher, Kodo Sawaki Roshi, <clears throat> 
the scenery of our life. I like that. Because the scenery so much affects us. When it's sunny, beautiful flowers, blue sky, people seem to feel better. Rainy, dark out, hearing bad news. It's People seem, including me of course, seem to feel more downhearted possibly. And, and, and in that, we are being affected by the scenery of our life instead of affecting the scenery of our life. Instead of seeing the beauty in a rainy day, thunderclouds, instead of receiving it fully as it is for us, for us, when we do that, it becomes wonderful. Because it's not the scenery that makes the day wonderful. It's the way we receive it and the way we perceive it. <clears throat> what we think is really happening here. That changes everything when we really understand that point. Everything is changed. Because, for instance, when people deeply believe that after death, <clears throat> their loved one will go to heaven, meet those who've passed, have a very positive view. <clears throat> they will not be as distraught and devastated by the passing of someone who they love <clears throat> as will someone <clears throat> who believes, oh, now they're going to go into nothingness or into hell or some other kind of belief. These are all just beliefs, by the way, beliefs. But these beliefs do affect our reactions to things very, very deeply. So I'm not talking here about changing your beliefs. Zen isn't that. Zen is about seeing through all beliefs and realizing that when we can just be with each moment that appears to us the way it is, including our feelings about it, including maybe our fear, our anger, whatever it is, not to cover it up, not to hide from it, but to receive it, to be with it, to accept it. Very deep moment when we accept it and say thank you for it even. Wow, once that happens, everything changes. Thank you. It's not because of a belief that we say thank you, but because we become to see for ourselves that one moment changes into another and that it's a tapestry and that in each moment that we're given, there's teaching, there's love, and there's great beauty to be had. That perception takes time, certainly takes time for it to come to us fully. <clears throat> we don't paste it over everything, but it does come. It is revealed. I'm <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> it is given to us as a gift. You know, it's not like we have to contrive things or make them up or choose this or that. When we sit in Zen, we're just really surrendering all of that to just being present 
and allowing whatever happens within ourselves and without our, and outside ourselves just to happen, not to fight it, oppose it, judge it, just be surrendered to it, which means it's a very deep, deep experience of unifying with life, with ourselves, with each other. <clears throat> Most of the scriptures in one way or another, say the divine is one. I am one, or I am, or only worship only the one. And of course, worship means trust, adore. See, the, see you put your focus on the oneness don't get distracted and swayed by the endless voices and complaints. <clears throat> and, and, and in our days, the deep fear-mongering that goes on. Of course, when you're in fear, you can be controlled. You can be many things distorted, even kidnapped. You can be kidnapped. You can begin to depend on others to keep you safe or to depend on things to keep you safe, which will only, not, not, not only will it not make you safe, but it'll put you in a more vulnerable position. That's why in Zazen practice, we sit planted, rooted, and don't move within our own essence, our own spirit, our own soul, whatever word you want to use. There we are. We're not trying to figure the world out. That's not what we do in Zazen. We just sit here becoming one with whatever arrives. And by itself, a very grateful, thankful attitude develops by itself. You know, we try to make, I want to make myself thankful. I want to be grateful. I want to force this or that. <clears throat> when you force it, it doesn't last and it's not real. It can be more a performance. We can also call it virtue signaling. I'm acting so I'm such a good person. Actually, you are a tremendously good person. We all are within, <clears throat> within ourselves. We don't have to pretend. We just have to let that goodness, that beauty emerge. Let it bubble up. Let it be revealed. Let it come upon us. That's why we sit quietly, open to it, open to everything. And it does the work. <laughs> it really does. Our job is to let go and allow that. And certainly it is a practice day by day, year by year, month by month, hour by hour. <clears throat> Life maybe by life, I don't know. I would think so. But I, but I don't try to figure things out now. And that's such a relief. Whoa, <laughs> what a relief to know that from within me, the wisdom is there, it will bubble up. The safety is there. The gratitude is there. <clears throat> it is there. It is who we are. And it will bubble up and bubble up and we just have to make room for it, and that's it.
put down. This Zen practice is a practice of putting down our compulsions, our fear, our hunger for something to be different. Little by little, step by step, relationship by relationship. You know, it's a very fascinating, fascinating thing when we look at Zen practice and human relationships when we get off the cushion with our children, with our friends, with our loved ones, with so-called strangers. Of course, the more you sit, you see that that doesn't even exist. You just don't see strangers anymore. But with with the people in our life, how does that work? Many, many people ask me, how does that work? How does it's a very wonderful question and it's a koan. It's a koan. Our relationships are really, really koans. They're they're practices coming right to us. There they are. It's a wonderful, wonderful practice to practice with all our relationships. Meaning our attitude and the way we are in the cushion. Just take that with you into the relationship. Presence not trying to contrive something or pretend something. I'm sorry. The experience of being absolutely available, present, and being grateful for every moment, even moments that you don't like. And that might feel hurtful. Accept that. Feel that. Feel that. Keep just feeling it. Don't react. Just Be with it, and it morphs by itself. Something else is revealed. Something different happens all by itself. Give it a chance. Give it space. Give it time. Don't jump in to the relationship and try to make it right. Don't defend yourself if you feel you're being somehow unjustly accused. Just let that person be and say and be who they are and be there with it. And when you make space for them like that, and see and be with what's happening there without trying to change it, dissolve it, contrive it, something very miraculous happens in them, in you, and in the relationship. This is an incredibly beautiful practice. I'm going to do more of it online and on these podcasts because I love seeing our Zazen brought to life in all aspects of our human experience. So just take these principles, very simple principles, and continue, apply them, sit with them on the cushion and sit with them in your life. So listen, thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate having you here. <clears throat> I really do. If you have any questions you want to ask me, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the web, the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Okay, thanks again and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye.